Blog Talk Radio. Bringing you excellent entertainment from the king of DC media. Here's the Inside Acting Radio Show. What's going on, everybody? It is I, William Thomas Powell, your gracious host from the East Coast, the man with the master plan. Yes, indeed. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show Super Bowl Edition. Tonight's episode is brought to you by the wonderful column DC Actors Examiner, where you can find many fantastic articles about acting and have there's many great interviews also with uh, directors and producers and many 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 talented folks to find that fantastic column go to google and i want you to google dc actors examiner and when you get in there make sure you hit subscribe so you can read that fantastic column every week so tonight i have a lot of guests coming on to uh talk about uh the Super Bowl coming up, Super Bowl 49. I got many great people calling in tonight. Uh, my friend uh, Andy Arnold, who is the columnist of the Women's Sports Examiner, DC Women's Sports Examiner. I also have from the Jace Perspective show, Jace Nicole and Dominic Spencer. Also uh, from the Five Heartbeats, I got Tico Wells. And I think maybe my man uh, Jesse Heyman is going to be uh, calling in tonight. Uh, he was on the Go Daddy Super Bowl ad. Uh, we have uh, Deanna Moray from uh, Container Wars. 
voiceover artist James Lewis and a, a horror director and a big Pats fan, Mark Anthony Del Negro. We have a self-help author and a actor who's going to be playing in the, the upcoming The Night Watchmen, uh, Kevin Jiggets, who's going to be calling in, hopefully. And also comedian David DiLorenzo, who's also an NFL Films narrator. So I see the, the, the switchboards are lighting up. So, uh, oh, but, but before we get to the uh, our guests, let me just put my two cents in here. And uh, let me know. Let, let me let you know that uh, if you'd like to advertise on the show, you can reach me at William Four Hundred at Yahoo dot com. If you want to follow me on Facebook, it's William T dot Powell. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Will on the Bar Actor, and also Inside on the Bar Acting. That's Will on the Bar Actor and uh, Inside on the Bar Acting on Twitter. So, you know, on February 1st, the New England Patriots will face the Seattle Seahawks in Super Bowl 49. Now, the Super Bowl has become a cultural phenomenon. It's going to be a holy heart attack-inducing rocket ride, folks, and I predict the birth of a new dynasty from the glittering city in the Northwest. And I believe the team from Seattle will become the first team since 2004 to repeat as champions of the National Football League. Okay, so I see the the, the switchboard is lighting up here. I see I got my man Dom on here. I got my man Tico Wells on the board here. And another number, which I should know, but I don't. But let me just bring everybody on in. Hey, good evening. What's up, Will? Good evening. Hey. Hey. All Will. right. All right, man. What's up? What's up? How you doing? Good, 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 Tico. How's everything out out west, man? It's good. It's good. I'm 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 driving down the road. It's kind of uh kind of warm tonight. Uh looking forward to the game on Sunday. <laughs> I know I know it. Oh wow, I tease you every year about this. It's it's warm tonight out there and I, I don't even have to tell you about how it is here in your hometown uh, over here in D C. It's man, the Hawk was the Hawk was out tonight, man. The Hawk but not the Seahawks, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, it was like it was just like it was freezing or something there. Yeah. <laughs> You know, people oh, right. always ask me, do I want to come back to D.C.? And I'm like, well, maybe in the spring, you know, maybe in the fall. But uh, California, I I got addicted to this weather out here. It, it's It's been beautiful. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so, uh, so, Tico, so tell me, man, what's some of your projects you got coming up? What's hot? What's hot, man? I You know, what's hot for me, man, is I've, I've become a – uh, an acting coach and teacher, and uh, it, it is it is so much fun helping other young talents to develop their talent. Uh, uh, I did I did have a movie I do have a movie out on light on a Hallmark Channel right now called Perfect on Paper, and uh, that's that's a that's a love story about you know not judging a book by its cover, and. Uh, Actually, I did uh, some some 
voiceover work for um, the Atlanta Falcons, if they had made Definitely. it into the playoffs, you know, I would have had a lot more work. But uh, I'm okay with the Seahawks doing their thing. Wow, that's impressive, man. That's really impressive. All right, that's good. Okay, so Dominic Spencer, what's going on, man? What's going on, Dom? What's what you been up to? Nothing much, man. Um, working. <laughs> that's basically about <laughs> it. Got um, got, got a couple of things rolling going on in 2015, and last year was a pretty strong year. Honestly, um, wasn't bad at all, man. I'm just thankful, man. That's good. That's what's up. That's what's up. I think I heard uh, Jason's voice back there. You, uh, what's going on, Jace? Hey, what's going on, Will? How are you? I'm good. I'm excellent. I'm a little bit cold, but uh, I think I'm warmed yeah, up. Ready to talk about some football, huh? Yeah, so I think I think we all are a little cold over on the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So I see you have uh, your second uh, season of the Jace Perspective. So what, yeah. What's, uh, um, yeah. Um, we just uh, will be filming episode four um, on Sunday. We try to film it early every week so we can have it out um, on Wednesday. Being the Empire is a main topic of the show. So uh-huh. uh, me, me and Chris had it worked out where we try to get it, you know, done early so he can edit it and do all the good stuff to it and have it out. But so this week we'll be filming episode four. So pretty much just every week that goes by. I just watch all the stuff that's going on and, you know, try to bring as much entertaining <laughs> perspective to it as possible. So, And then one of the hot topics was the whole deflate gate with the Patriot media, uh, with the, uh, you know, the New England uh, Patriots that uh, had all the deflated balls and stuff like that. So, you know, it was a hot topic. <laughs> just, just yeah, yeah. I, I watched that one. That was uh, that was pretty good. Yeah, let's let's touch a little bit, bit on that. Um, so, uh you know that uh, Belichick had an explanation about the underinflated under ball. So, uh, so Tico, yeah, he kept saying he didn't know about it. He had no idea yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Don, what's your take on that? Ah, uh, man, it's unfortunate, man, because Tom Brady's—he's going to be one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. But you know, I don't. <laughs> um, I honestly, I don't think he did it himself, but I'm sure somebody's going to get paid a lot of money to take a L. <laughs> but I mean, it's unfortunate because it could really tarnish all the work that he's done, but he's still one of the best quarterbacks that ever played a game. But uh, I think I think they had a hand in it. Personally, yeah, I think that's what Joe Montana was saying that uh, oh, the quarterbacks don't touch the ball, and somebody else do it, did it, and it's the ball boy did it, and all this stuff. So I don't know. Time will tell. I heard that uh, the NFL actually came up with uh, uh investigative team to find out what's going on. I heard the names were uh, Larry Curley and Mo. So that's the word right. on the street. <laughs> oh wow! So Tico, what's your your take on the whole controversy? You know, man, I could care less, man. I think, uh, you know, between that and Marshawn Lynch, 
uh, you know, they're, they're, looking for, they're looking for angles to fill up time, you know, pretty much like, you know, we have to do sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> in, in every field, you look for content, you know, and sometimes the content is, is 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 empty, you know. So, um, I played with with deflated balls before, and the bottom line is, you know, if you can play, you can play. It doesn't matter if the, if the ball has ten whatever ounces or <laughs> pounds or five yeah, pounds or six pounds. pounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, I grew up in Landover, Landover, Maryland, as a kid in in Laurel, Maryland, and you know, we used to play out in the street. And sometimes mm-hmm. we didn't have a good football. We had one of those. I don't know if y'all guys know what a titty football is, with a with a with a rubber start <laughs> popping out. Yeah. You know yep. what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. Huh? And we still had to play, man. So the bottom line is the Indianapolis coach got their butts kicked, and it didn't matter if the ball was inflated, deflated, conflated. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I think the only thing about that, I mean, the Pats are a great team, and all the whole thing is that it does kind of call into question, I mean, what else is going on behind the scenes that you don't know about? That's the whole thing. They would have won anyway, but it's like, I mean, I think it's just the principle of the thing, eh? Yeah, I, I feel you. I just think, um, I mean, what are we really talking about? We're talking about a bunch of grown men running around in tights, knocking the crap out of each other. Getting paid, you know, millions of dollars, grabbing each other's butts. You know, I mean, come on, let's get real. Yeah, the good way of putting it in perspective. But you know, we're going to touch a little bit. And Jace, we're going to get you to talk about this a little later. Uh, Katy Perry, uh, you know, the halftime show and all that. But I did hear here the next. Well, year, I don't think I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm gonna watch the Super Bowl. I'm just gonna wait for the final. Uh, I'm just gonna wait for the final score. <laughs> Wow, yeah, you're going to miss out on all the commercials. You're gonna get commercials give you something to talk about. I mean, the commercials are I mean, I mean, but you know, but you, you can go on YouTube and catch up on all of the, you know. I mean, I'll probably glance at it back and forth, but I'm not going to really, like, sit down and concentrate on it. But I'll definitely, because, yeah. like, um, every every year I always catch up on, this, on the uh, commercials and everything. I'll go on YouTube and watch all of them. So catching the commercials mm-hmm. is not going to be a problem, yeah. And then also, too, oh, um, okay. I'm not the biggest Katy Perry fan, so it's not like I'm missing out on the halftime show. But I'll glance at that, too, when it's finished and, mm-hmm. you know, up on the, you know. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, <laughs> I'll catch I'm the sure Perry, I'm sure Perry would do good. I mean, I heard uh, they, they announced the, the the musical group already for next year in the Super Bowl. I heard it was going to be uh, – there's this new group. Uh, I never heard of this group. Uh, Tom Brady and the Deflators. So I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been tripping off, I've been off my boy Marshawn Lynch, man. He's been just great, man. The last man. interview, he had a gold, uh, um, you know, jacket on. <laughs> and he said, oh, y'all going to try this again, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm they are, they are riding Marshawn Lynch pretty hard. I don't know yeah. why, but they are. I'm going to bring in the Uh-oh, somebody just dropped. Thank you. Oh, okay, too late. That's <laughs> all right. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here so I won't get fined. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. He's a funny dude. I don't know why he doesn't want to talk. I mean, I heard that uh, he's got a new song on iTunes. It's called uh, You Know Why I'm Here? You Know Why I'm Here? You Know Why I'm Here? (laughs) (laughs) I'm about that action, Ross. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I'm about that action. Well, you know what? If anybody wants to hear him talk, they should watch his E60 that came on. Uh, where they they kind of profiled his life. It was beautiful. They talked about his charities and and his uh, football camps and stuff. And he's a beautiful guy. And I really I really like his personality. And and you know on the field he's just a beast. So um, beast mode, yeah. I think Stephen A. Smith tried to get politically correct, talking about they should fine him twenty twenty thousand dollars a day. I'm like, oh yeah, and Adrian Foster checked him. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did your foster protect them real good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah because, you know, so I got Steven, another Steven guest got coming on. Who's on the phone? Year. Hello. I think somebody just joined us. Hey. hey, what's going on, man? This is Kevin Jacobs. How you doing, Will? Hey, Kevin. Okay. Say hi, hi to everybody. We got uh, Tico, Dom, Jace. Kevin. Hey, how, how's everybody? What up, Kev? That's good. That's good. All right. Yeah, so, man, we were just talking about, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah, so we were just talking about uh, Marshawn Lynch and this whole thing and uh, this uh, refrain he has, you know why I'm here. I'm just here not to get fined and the whole deal, man. This guy, oh, yeah, I don't know. I was saying, I was saying that uh, Stephen A. Smith, you know, he got he got checked by ESPN earlier this last, or last year about, uh, the Ray Rice situation, saying that some women provoke men to pop them upside, you know, whatever they got to do sometimes. And he was telling the women, don't be going around provoking men. And so they checked him pretty hard and probably fined him or something. So now he's trying to yeah, they suspended politically him. correct. A week. Which is Man. real lame on Steven's part on the, on this one. You know. Leave Marshawn yeah. alone. It's like, it's like, why should someone have to talk if that's not their thing? And yeah. he is talking. Yeah, I, I think he came up with a statement today talking about, said, well, the only people that count are the people I see when I go home. And, you know, I don't like – he's a very private brother. You know, he's just very into himself, you know. And some people are just that way. And, and you know – Also, he's from the hood, too. You know, he's from the hood. So his his language is is, you know, it's street vernacular. Uh-huh. And a lot of times, you know, people will put him up against a, a Russell Wilson and expect him to have that same type of dialogue and use those same type of words, and it's not going to happen. Right. That's right. And you know so, what? you, you got to respect that the guy, he is who he is, and and that's that. That's that's it at the end of every day. He is who he is, and I have a great deal of respect for that. You may not have the same words that I have. But as long as you're honest with what you have, I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, that's what uh, Ray Lewis was saying, the same thing. That's, that's his thing. So, uh, Kevin, I was going to ask you, uh, you, you missed all the fun. We were talking about uh, the flake gate. So you wrote a book uh, with the uh, Stop Your Effing Whining and Do the Damn Thing. And I meant every word of it, too. <laughs> so should, should folks stop whining about the flake gate? <laughs> about the what? About this uh, this this scandal about the deflated balls, man. 
you know, pe- people are still whining about that. See, you know, I'm not, I'm not inside the NFL like that. I have my favorite team, and for those of you who know who I am, you know, I, I'm, I'm a diehard Raiders fan, and I love my Raiders. And and on January 19, 2002, when the New England Patriots, that whole tuck rule versus fumble thing, and my my Raiders did not go to the Super Bowl. Um, I, I've had an issue with that for the last 13 years. Um, I have not a big yeah. fan of um, New England Patriots. Um, and, and Bill Belichick, he's been called even before, I mean, after that, for cheating. So right. I'm just not a big fan of them, you know. Um, but it is, you know, the NFL, any given Sunday, you know, and in the playoffs, any given Saturday. So I'm, right. just, I'm just not a big fan of theirs, man. Yeah, yeah, man. They had the scandal in 2007 and the whole thing. And the thing is, they're they're a talented team, and it's just like you do stuff like that, and it kind of calls into your your credibility, kind of calls into pushing your credibility over a while. You just keep doing it over and over. Yeah. Yeah, this is the third time. Um, Yeah. And and after three times or up to three times or after two times, if, if if you see a reoccurrence of a pattern, there's got to be some truth to it, you know. But like I said, I'm not inside the NFL like that, you know. Right. Yeah. So man, I heard that uh, Roger Goodell he was talking about uh, uh, some teams going down to L.A. So you think your 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 Raiders are going to go back down south or what? <laughs> you know what? My Raiders can come to Baltimore. They're going to be my Raiders, man. They could go to. To Tuskegee, <laughs> to be my Raider. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know much about that, man. I've been a Raiders fan since um, shit. Uh, I was about eleven, twelve years old, man. I'm fifty-two now, almost fifty-two. So that's a long time. So wherever they move, I'm going with them. So as I tell you, and <laughs> if they start winning in the next year, year and a half, two years, whatever, and nobody can ever say that. Kevin Jiggis, he jumped on the Raiders bandwagon. I'm a Raiders fan for life. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, uh, Jason, I'm going to uh, click on you a little bit here. I hear that uh, there's a certain uh, personality. I won't call her actress. Uh, she's got a T-Mobile commercial this Sunday. And uh, <laughs> her initials are K and K. So, uh, have you uh, seen this? I am a T-Mobile uh, customer, have been with them for the past 11 years, oh, and I sent them a tweet and told them they were going to make me contemplate uh, leaving them, which I'm not, but I'm a little disappointed <laughs> that they picked her <laughs> as a spokesperson. Oh, man. I briefly saw the clip. It's uh, just, you know, dry and not funny, and, you know, I mean, she got to do what she got to do, but, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of the clip. I only saw part of it because I couldn't watch the whole thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully it's just a Super Bowl commercial and that's it. Um, but, you know, I'll just, you know, have to click past it or if I'm on any timelines, I'll just have to press the I don't want to see this button and et cetera, et cetera. So there's ways to get around uh, this West. I guess. Oh, right, my God. Yeah. Oh, wow. Jay, yeah. so I mean, it is what it is. You can't change it. <laughs> you, you know what? Uh, I, I personally like T-Mobile because 
Yeah, yeah, I do too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've been like I said, I've been with them for the past. Little, I love T-Mobile, but you know, I'm a little, I'm a little bit. Also, because being I'm at, I mean, I know there are so many other people they could have, you know, tapped on the shoulder to be a spokesperson for the particular Super Bowl. But you know, I don't know. Everybody, yeah. you know, has cracked out well, moments. Good, apparently, T-Mobile had a cracked out moment. Yeah. The thing about T-Mobile, I like they pay well, man. Last year, me and Tim Tebow did a commercial together. And okay. so I'm very happy with their pay scale. Right. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> Did y'all see that one last year? Tim Tebow, he, he didn't have a contract. It was all about, I don't have a contract, so I can deliver babies. I can be a politician. I can kill Bigfoot. I can do yeah, my I think own I stuff. Yeah, I was in the car with Tim. Yeah. You could barely see me. I was like the black shadow in the, in the passenger seat. <laughs> oh man! With Tim Tebow, <laughs> I'm annoying you. I didn't, I didn't have to say anything. <laughs> okay. Who, who who is the um yeah who is the lady or young lady on this call? Jace, Jace Nicole. Jace Nicole. Jace Nicole. Yeah. Jace Nicole, how are you? This is Kevin Jenkins. I want to apologize because I did not know that there was a lady on this call, and um okay. for for my use of language. Um, but I will edit it. We are, Kevin, 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 Jason. Kevin, we are grown. And if anybody knows me, I have what please, be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Do not curb your language, sir, because I don't curb mine. So, please, carry on. But I appreciate it. I so appreciate it, though. I, I appreciate that. But just be, yeah, have fun. Be yourself. <laughs> Since right. we grown. I like that. Since we grown. Yeah. Can, I ask, can I ask a question? Why, why, do, why do people have so much problem with profanity? Because I'm scared, like, to, to say profanity in, on, in the media, but, you know, in real life I use it all the time. But when I right. get in the media, I try to be politically correct. What is it about profanity that scares people so much? Does anybody know? Well, well you know what? It, it's not I mean, that um, I, I don't have an issue with profanity. I, I'm a cusser. I mean, and God damn it, I'm a cusser all the time. I'm a U.S. Marine, and but I just did not know that there was a lady on the phone. I have a wife and I have a daughter, and you right. know, I, I they know that I'm cussers, um, right? But I try, you know, if, if I don't know you, like I don't know you, Jace Nicole, right. um, I, I try to, you know, curb that kind of thing. Uh, but I, I believe that, and it's actually in my book that a well placed curse word can make all the difference. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> and, and I, I I'm a cusser, so I don't have an issue with it. So um, I just I I'm, I'm careful aware around women um, that I don't know, and uh, yes, women that I don't know. Now, if you're a guy and I cuss around you, and you tell me that I'm offending you, then f you. I was about right. to say it. Does that constitute yes, discrimination? Yes. It's it's cool. I'm a cusser too, so okay. yeah. yeah. So like I said, you know, be yourself. I mean, I I, I complete. I appreciate you saying, you know, saying you're sorry, but please just be yourself and say if it flows off your tongue, it just comes off the tongue. Have fun with it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you, you do not, not want to go toe to toe. Don't want to go toe to toe with Jace, especially when she's talking about Kim uh, Kardashian. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, I just uh, yeah, I, I just think T-Mobile could have picked another, you know, spokesperson or the actress that actually, you know. But like I said, it is what it is, and they chose her. And so, I mean, no, I, I guess we'll pull in their ratings. But I love T-Mobile. I'm not leaving them. I've been with them for too long. But I, 
love T-Mobile service. They are awesome. I love Man, I love Kim Kardashian. I think oh, you do. Okay, well, um, okay. Let's hear why. <laughs> I think I think Kim Kardashian is sweet. In her interviews, I mean, I never met her, but I, in her interviews, she's always just very sweet and humble. And she lets her, I was going to say she lets her ass do the talking, but um, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. <laughs> but you just said it. Oh, did I say it? Um, but um, I think that's why T-Mobile hired her, because you can see in the, the silhouette, she's pretty wide, wide-treaded. Mm. Um, but um, I, I think I can she's think a, of a number of reasons. sweet, sweet person. And, I mean, and but people let, hate her, let, you know, they hate her like they used to hate uh probably Farrah Fawcett or for us who are a little older, uh, Raquel Welch in the beginning. People just thought they were... Yeah, but Raquel Welch and uh, the other young lady were actual uh, actresses. They were not porn stars or people that got on through uh, through a uh, releasing a porn tape. They probably were. There was no internet back then. Well, not only that, but... It was different times, you know. But they were yeah, also they were actually talented actresses. Yeah, <laughs> Kim Kardashian. I'm a defend Kim Kardashian. She's a she's a she's an excellent businesswoman, and that whole family boy, they roll. You know, they make a business out of nothing. Real good at marketing. Huh? Real good at marketing. I give them that much. Marketing. Give that marketing. Much. Yeah. But she's she's cute. She's a cute girl. That's what she's selling. She's selling cute and booty. <laughs> Kim, Kim Kardashian has become a brand, in my she's opinion. She's a brand. And, and a what brand. we do, not not necessarily us as as artists, but the populace, we they stand on the outside, and they watch her every move move because they want to see what she's doing next because they want to be her. And she is selling that brand. Um, I don't necessarily care for her, but she is a very smart woman. Um, and she and it, I'm not mad with her. She's got to ride this wave for as long as this wave uh, um, is is off the shore, because everything comes to an end. You, do you know what I mean? Um, That's true. You uh-huh. think she's cute? You're right. I mean, I mean, I mean, you get you got Kanye West, um, who is a brand. Uh, so I mean, those two coupled together, like Jay Z and Beyonce, they are brands coupled together who are making a ton of money right now. And money, yep. money is 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 oh my God! People they frown on money, but money is just next to everything nowadays. Do you know what I mean? Money is exposure. Yeah. Money. Uh-huh. I mean. I'm going to be up front with you. I want to make a ton of money because I, well, guess what? I want to put my wife in a great great house. I want to put my kids through great schools. You can't right. do that stuff without money. Yep. That's right. Uh-huh. So, That's right. Yep. And, and you, I mean, you can't. I mean, you can hate Kardashian and Kanye West and, and Beyonce and all them, man. But these people are putting their kids through great schools. They live in great houses. They eat the best food that that's not processed. I mean, you can't be mad about that. So it's it's up to us to go get our own money so we can do that kind of stuff. We have to become yeah. our own brand. That's right. That's right. I'm going to switch. Hey, think, about to, uh, all, think about all of the teachers who are mediocre teachers. 
think about all the preachers who are mediocre preachers and all the other occupations where people are mediocre, right, and they're getting sure. paid. But people hate on Kim. I don't know why. I think Kim is beautiful. I don't know about y'all. Does any other guys agree yeah, or no, any other ladies agree? Come over. <laughs> I think she's good looking. Yeah. Good looking and good at, at marketing. I want to switch to uh, quarterbacks now. I think, I'm starting to think that Wilson is going to be like the next Brady. I think he's going to be like for years. He's going to be the. You, you I think uh, uh, Russell Wilson is going to be the next. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, you know. I think Russell Wilson's hair is beautiful. He has gorgeous hair. (laughs) His hair is incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Great curls. They're bouncy. They're just shiny. He needs a head and and shoulders commercial. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Okay, Jason, how would, how would you compare Russell Williams' hair to uh, Troy Palomalu? Well, you know, I used to call myself Troy Palomalu's hair twin because it's kind of like the same length. I don't know. Um, but I think I think if Russell Wilson let his hair grow, um, of course, with um, someone having uh, curly hair, it's like the longer your hair gets, the, the curls start to straighten out. So I think yeah. if he let it grow, he might be in the same category as Troy Palomalu, but with his short, you know, the short curls he has now, they're just – I was looking at his um, – because at work, we have a TVs on because we uh, I work at a sports bar currently. So they were just showing the different um, – they were showing the different things on ESPN, first take, the different – they're talking about, you know, of course, Super Bowl. And Russell Wilson was just up on the screen doing, I guess, press or whatever, and I just happened to look, and I said, okay, he's not see you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and then Troy Palomalu, or, you know, they both have great hair. I think it's sexy, a woman who likes football. I think it's real sexy. Yeah, like, I mean, well, my husband is a diehard Ravens fan. So I do sit and watch. Yeah, so I do sit and watch football, you know, as much as I can. It's just this, like I said, being that the Ravens are not playing. Of course, like, I'll, I will look in on the game every so often. I'll turn to it also, too, on my. Uh, phone, I have uh, I get football stats. So of course I'm gonna have the stats going on. Like I can go to Google and it'll show me, you know, the different quarters and what's the you know what's the score and et cetera, et cetera. So I'll be aware of what's going on and I'll even turn to it. But I'm not gonna sit and just be like I have to watch the football, you know. But yeah, do you? Yeah. Do you I, enjoy, I enjoy the sport. I enjoy I enjoy football. I don't understand all the rules like okay. like men do, but I do enjoy watching it and, yeah. and basketball and stuff like that. Yeah, so I can yeah, sit and watch sure. games. I enjoy them. You know, the trouble with Wilson is uh, he has to throw, like, about four or five interceptions before he can throw one touchdown. That's, only, that's my only complaint with him, at least with that last game he was in. Well, yeah, the last uh, one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but look at yeah, that. That's, not, that's yeah. not his M.O., though. He does, he's, not a, he's not a big interception-throwing quarterback. Yeah, he's smart. Because look at him. He can, yeah, he can make all the throws, like they say. They love that phrase. He can make all the throws, um, but um, you know they 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 have a strong running game, so it's a balanced offensive attack. And yeah. um, people people try to say, well, he only you know he may only throw for 150 yards in the game, but it really doesn't matter as long as he wins. And the last couple of games, he I think the last game he threw for, what, two-something? 
something like that. Yeah, it doesn't even really matter because that two-point conversion he scrambled for was amazing. And that last touchdown yeah, pass yeah. was amazing. Also, they, they have a killer, a killer defense as well. Um, yeah. I mean, their defense um, is, is, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping Sherman is, is, is okay. I'm hope that's my thing. I'm rooting for the Seahawks. And I'm hoping Sherman is okay and, and uh, Earl Thomas. Yeah, sure. that's going to be the key. they got to stop uh, Gronkowski. But I'm looking at the stats here. The first three seasons between uh, Wilson and Brady, let's see, Brady had his record was 34-12 and 12 the first three years. Wilson was 36-12. and 12. Then completion rate, Wilson had a better completion rate than his first three, 63.4 as opposed to 61.9 for Brady. Then, yep. let's see, Brady had, had him a few more yards, but then, of course, Wilson had 72 touchdowns to to Brady's 69. So he's got he's got pretty good stats his first three years. Well, people forget the first year that Brady was uh, in the league. They were, they were scoring like 40 and 50 points a game at one point. Mm. I don't know if you all remember that. Remember they came in and beat Washington in that playoff game. The RG3 got hurt. Uh, Seattle oh, yeah. was playing a whipping on everybody. Okay. They had an early exit from the, the playoffs that year, but they came back and, and, and showed the the uh, Broncos what it was all about last year. Yeah. So, so yeah. people forget. Yeah. People forget. And also I think sometimes people are slow to give a black quarterback any kind of kudos. I mean, I know it's 2015, but it's still, they're still dragging their feet. It's like, well, he's yeah. not a pocket passer, and he can't do this, and he can't do that. Right. Well, can I can I ask you gentlemen a question? Go ahead. Yeah. Sure, okay. Jace. So I <laughs> I know that um, cool. one of the things that they've been getting on Marshawn Lynch about, and I don't understand why, was something about gold cleats. He had a pair of gold cleats on, so they wanted to find him. Is this there wire? Thing- Go ahead. No, I guess what, I guess what I was saying is, 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 huh? Go ahead, let's go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's like, why do they? Is it that? Do you think that maybe they were picking on the whole gold cleat issue because it was Marshawn, or is it that the NFL has these really nitpicky rules where you have to wear certain things, and if you don't, it's outside of code? I don't know. Like, I just didn't understand that, but I do know that was one of the things that kind of started. And I know, like, also too, he had a beast mode hat on. So they were picking on him about that. So it's just like, what is pretty much? I guess what is that about? I think well, it's we, just the NFL trying to be more exclusive to their apparel, and they don't want anybody else to make their own money or to attract their own attention. That's what I think. Right. Because it's ridiculous. Because I know that they had an issue with the headphones too. I think um, the NFL is, is Bose. I think I may be wrong, but I know they had a problem with the Dre B. So I yeah, think they were more. Correct. It might be it might be contractual too, as far as headphone licensing, I guess, to that type of accessory. But I right. think they're just nitpicking, honestly. They just like um like like the homie said earlier, they just trying to fill up some airtime with this. Right. It's ridiculous. Okay, because I thought it was really stupid. Yeah. I was like, I don't understand. Like, this is dumb. <laughs> Why are they picking on this for these? It's also you know. it's also um the I call it the little Richard complex. Okay. Um, 
brothers tend to want to be, you know, we got a little pimpishness in us sometimes, especially <laughs> if we come from the inner city. We we, we got a pimpishness to us. Right. So when we score touchdowns, we like to celebrate. When we when we wear our gear, we like to be fly. And so, you know, we come up with style. Like right now, when back in Dion's day, everybody had the, the 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 scarf around their head, and now they got right. a gold cap. Okay. Um, you know, back in the days, it was the ace band around the wrist. Then, you know, now they they had, you know, they got the gloves. You know, uh, you know the different color shoes. The, right, it's swag. We we brought swag to the game, yeah. and right. yeah. for some there reason, um, conservative folks. I'm not even gonna say white folks because. Um, you know, a lot of black folks feel that if they can emulate the concepts that white people have uh, put out there, then that makes them somehow better. Uh, they, there's, there's a concept they have called act like you've been there before. You guys know, you know I'm talking about guys yeah, when you score yeah. a touchdown, just hand the ball politely to the ref. Act like you've been there before makes you better than if you go up and dunk the ball over the goalpost. Gotcha. And so it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, conservative uh, mentalities that go into a child's game, you know. Gotcha. Right, okay. right. I can remember back in the eight, no, it was the nineties. Yeah. It was uh, when uh, uh, what was it? The Minister of Defense, Reggie White, was playing on the Eagles, and the whole Eagles defense they all wore. I think it was like black sneakers, and the regulation was like white sneakers or whatever it was. Maybe the other way around. And uh, I think Reggie White reportedly told uh, told the newscaster, said, well, wearing those sneakers is something we have to do. At the time, I thought it was, like, crazy, but, you know, I think there is something to that. But, you know, like Jerry Rice said, you know, if, if everything in his uniform wasn't perfect, he didn't feel like he could play good. It's like it's almost – it is like a psychological thing, I think, with some cats, you know? Right. Okay. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I was in <laughs> yeah. Well, you got brothers. Uh, that, you know, they never take off their gold earrings. Right. You know, or their their chains around their neck. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's not all brothers, but there there are a lot of brothers who like swag. They just right. like their swag, and they're going to take it with them to whatever medium that that uh, you know. P Diddy, he brings swag to the business arena. And a lot of people don't like that. Yeah, I mean, what do you suggest P. Diddy do? You know what I mean? He's making money. He's putting food yeah. on the table. You know, what do you suggest he do? And you say a lot exactly. of people don't like it. I mean, at what point do you say, fuck y'all motherfuckers? Excuse me. Exactly. Damn it, I didn't. exactly. And you I know? think he said yes. that already, too. Yeah, um, I'm, yeah. I'm, um, I'm just to piggyback I'm out on here it. California, right? I'm out here in California, and you know, La La Land and all that kind of stuff. And it's funny because when I grew up in D.C., uh, when I left D.C., I realized that people in D.C. know more about Hollywood than the people in Hollywood know. And what, hmm. that, what, that, what that what that meant to me was that it's the people who are buying those magazines and watching the reality shows and following everything that, that is put out by Hollywood that are really implementing Hollywood. 
because out in Hollywood, like I'm, I'm in a t-shirt and, and some sweats most of the time and some sneakers. Right. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I could care less. I'm at the beach or I'm, I'm hiking in the mountains somewhere. I don't, I don't care about <laughs> none of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm gonna throw this question out here. Uh, now, last year I was talking about, uh, let's see, some actors that uh, could have been good football players, football players that could could have been actors. So I'm looking at Tom Brady. I threw that out there. Tom Brady. So y'all guys think uh, when he retires, you think he could be a good actor? I'm gonna say yes. Because there was right around the time, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, if you guys watched SNL, but he was on the SNL uh, segment where they were talking about the whole um, quote-unquote sexual harassment thing when that video came out. And so uh-huh. they were showing, like, they had, the, uh, oh, I forget the guy's name, but it's, it's um, I think, 10-something. But he, he started out, like, it was, it was one of the SNL regulars, and they were like, you know, this is what you don't do in the office. So the guy walked up to, like, I think one of the women and was like, yeah, can I hold your pen? And she was like, oh, my God, don't talk to me. And, like, smack me. I'm going to report you for harassment or something like that. Then it switched over to Tom Brady. Everything he did, he even, you know, he said the most, you know, horrendous things to the women. He squeezed one of the girls' boobs. And they were just like, oh, my God, because he, you know, like, because he was cute. So I think he did really good on that SNL segment. So I do think that if football does not, you know, <laughs> continue for him, he could actually, you know, do good in um on screen. Well I have my pick my pick my pick is Peyton Manning. I Peyton like Manning. Peyton Manning. Funny dude, man. He's funny, <laughs> he's natural, he goes with the flow. I like Peyton Manning. Yeah, Peyton Manning's cool too. Yeah, I think um if I had my pick, I'd have to go with Sherman. Just because he's he's really passionate and he's also really charismatic. The only thing I feel that would hold him back would be his hairstyle. He had to get boxed in off the jump. But given a chance, though, he can flip the switch because he's he's very educated. You can tell that he was brought up in a different light. He could could also – he could go back there if he needed to, I feel. And you can't can't really teach presence like gravitas. You kind of just have to have it. And if you have it, it lights the room. So my right. pick would be Sherman. Easy. Nice, I said. Yeah, I think it's a bunch of dudes that could do that could actually go from football to the screen in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think Ray Lewis, Lewis could do really good. Oh yeah, he would be all uh, yeah, him too. I thought, <laughs> yeah. But Peyton Manning is excellent in his commercials. Right. Um, I'm not feeling Tom Brady on that level right now because I think he's too self-conscious. But right. um, I, I want to put something out there on, around that same. I want to flip it in this direction. This whole thing uh-huh. about educated, um, this whole thing about educated, I heard somebody say one time that, you know, um, we 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 label people smart or we label people educated based on how wow. they speak or what, what particular subject matter they, subject matter that they're involved in. Say, for instance, a okay. doctor. We look at doctors sure. and we say they're smart. But if you put them on basketball court, they might not necessarily be too smart. Or if you <laughs> well, tell them to fly, tell them fly airplanes, mm-hmm. they may not be too smart. So to me, smart and educated and all this, it's really, it's really like a, a sophisticated kind of social profiling. 
because people look at Marshawn Lynch and they'll say, well, he's not, he's not very educated. Well, as far as offensive and football and running, being a running back, he's a genius. Yeah. He's football smart. Now, yeah, as far sure. as speaking yeah. what people call standard American English, nah, yeah, he may not be an A student at that. So I have a big problem with this whole idea of what educated is or what's not. Bill Cosby supposedly yeah. so educated, right? But obviously he slipped on some subjects, right? So, um, and well, I know that's George, politically well, incorrect. I love Bill Cosby. Yeah, I know. But, um, but okay. we 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 put we we're prejudiced with that whole thing, and it's based on uh, this this American concept of can you follow some status quo. And can you ex- like everybody says how smart Richard Sherman is because he went to Stanford? That doesn't make him smart. He, and he, he, I mean, he did graduate with a four point no, in his field. Yeah, so in that sense, in, in his field, I would have study right. You know, go ahead, y'all, y'all, mm-hmm. y'all roll with that. One. Nah, well, I don't so, feel like anybody can because everybody doesn't have that magnitude to do so within their brain. But I feel like people can do really well if they try hard as long as they're not held back mentally. I do agree with that. And, I mean, yeah, excuse me, excuse me you're absolutely can... right. Not everybody. You know, mentally ill yeah. people, I'm I'm not going to put them in that category. Thank you for correcting mm-hmm. me on yeah, that. For, yeah, 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 for sure. No doubt. It wasn't a But if you've got the same parenting and you've yeah. got the same backing, mm-hmm. it's not, it's well, not rocket even, science. Even, even then, because... I, I, well, I feel like we we could go on about that for a while, but I just wanted to get out. Um, you know, in the, in the sort of entertainment, man, we it's it's just profiling is just there. I feel like um, I don't feel like it's a it, it's a prejudice, but it's 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 there. It's it's just there. I feel like we could I feel like we could do something about it, but it would take a really big machine to get that started, and it, it's not turning right now as fast as I personally would like it to. But it's just it's just accepted and it's I can't speak for everyone, but it's it's just something that you just gotta deal with. And yeah, you know in the field. What's not accepted it's hard by everyone is that we are all smart in our own way. Uh Marshawn Lynch sure. may not have the vernacular that you or me or somebody else has, but he's a genius on that mm-hmm. football field. Um, yeah, definitely, for sure. I, I, I worked sure. in the penitentiary. I worked at the in the within the walls and gates of the infamous Lawton Reformatory for seven and a half years back in the eighties and nineties. And mm-hmm. I met, and I talk about it in my book. Some of the smartest men I've ever known in my life. They didn't necessarily mm-hmm. have language, but these dudes were genius. These dudes mm-hmm. could have been some of the greatest accountants yeah. and business owners. Uh, just They just chose another path. You know what I mean? So we're all smart in our own way. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's a matter of yeah, just definitely. accepting people for what they bring to the table. You know what I mean? You may not mm-hmm. be an English graduate yeah. or a student, but I accept you. I accept Marshawn Lynch. Mm-hmm. I was listening to him the other day on, on the uh, – what did he do? That who's the redhead guy? Conan O'Brien or something? Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're playing the video game, and I'm watching this dude. Oh, that I'm was like, hilarious. That was great. It oh, was yeah. funny, but I'm like, this is who this dude is, you know? But he's a genius. Right. Otherwise, 
you know? So oh, yeah. we, we, we got to get to a place where we accept people for who they are. All these fucking labels, yep. man. This shit crazy. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, there are people who, who say, Cameron yeah. Jenkins, you know, you, you're not the smartest motherfucking in the world. I don't, I'm smart in what I do. That's mm-hmm. right. For sure. That's right. <laughs> I, I think I think you know I'm I'm pushing for that for that whole profiling to to like expand itself because um, to me being a, a a person that they call an African American <clears throat> you know all my life I was I used to be called black and probably when I was a little kid I was a Negro um, and sometimes <laughs> I guess I was a nigger <laughs> um, you know my my people did not refine define what reality was. Mm. Reality was defined for my people, and my people thought of it as reality, and they 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 built a life upon it out of survival. But see, it's 2015 now, and my my encouragement is that we all get to start shaping our own realities, and not having yeah. the school system or the prison system or uh, any other systems, religious systems, dictate what reality is for us. Mm. Or, or the NFL. You and better sit Marshawn, your own One thing is, Marshawn, this is yeah. going to be a big precedent. Marshawn's protest about speaking to the media is going to have long-range effects. Mark my word. He's actually changing the reality of what so. a football player, superstar is and what their obligations are, okay? Because a lot mm-hmm. of brothers don't like talking to the media, actually hate the media or think the media – you know, how many times do you get – tired of somebody saying, well, what do you think about the game? Are you yeah, excited you to be at the game? Are you excited to be in the, football, the, the, the Super Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. What's, what's, That's the key, crazy. what's the key to I'm winning the game? You know? How many mm-hmm. times can you answer, what's the key to winning a football game? They're not going to tell you their strategy. They're not going to tell you what schemes they're going to use. So why you keep asking me, you, you must want a generic answer. Well, Tom maybe. Brady's there to give you that. Russell Wilson's yeah. there to give you that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know Roger Goodell. He made a um, made a notion that um, it's an obligation. Now, I don't know the contracts of NFL players, but I'll um, I'll throw acting in it as a bit. I've heard that um, actors are role models. And they should aspire to be role models. I don't think that's true. No. I think if an actor is an actor, if that's what they want to do, that's what they should do. They shouldn't have to do this. Thank you. So I think it's see, then it gets tricky because maybe it is in his contract that he has to partake in press conferences, and that that could be legit. But if yep. he's responding the way he's responding, then it shouldn't be a problem. And that's where it gets tricky because there's there's that line. But I do agree with you as far as what he's doing. I think it's 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 just him being himself, and that's what makes it that's what makes it honestly probably one of the best things about it because he's just being himself. But yeah, yeah, he he doesn't talking on the field. He's old school. Yeah, old school. Somebody has to be a target. Yeah, yeah. Y'all know yeah, Santana right. Moss, right? Everybody knows Santana Moss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. He's he's a Marshawn Lynch communicator type. Uh-huh. Okay, you're not gonna get no Shakespeare out of no Santana Moss. 
Okay? You're just not going to get that. You're not going to get Will Definitely. Smith out of Santana Moss. But when right. you listen to Santana Moss, it's always some, it's that country smart. Y'all know what I'm saying? It's that country smart. And I got people in my family that men particularly who didn't say much in the, in, in, in the course of a conversation. But whatever they said, it was deep. Yeah. Like they might say, hey, man, well, you know, just keep on living. Just keep on living. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's deep. It's, it's, it's country. It's country genius. Well, it's like, you know, Mark, yeah. Uh, now, I just I want to piggyback off of something um, uh, Dom just said that uh, about being a target. The thing is, and what most people don't get, this is my thought. I mean, you don't have to buy into this. Everybody is a target. If you work at the post office, you are a target for negative behavior or, or negative comments. If you're a celebrity, you're a target because yeah. you're a public. If you work at the, at, at the gas company, you're going to be a target on your job. Everybody is a target. Do, do, do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, I definitely. So it doesn't matter what you do, you're on that list. You know what I mean? I when I worked Department of Corrections, I was a target on multiple occasions from that's as we call them nowadays, haters on the job. Where that mm-hmm. overthinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It doesn't go away. And you, where, where, where do you work right now? You work a uh, government job, right? Yeah. Yeah, and where, wherever you work, there are people on your job who are hating on you. You know what That's I mean? Right. Everybody uh-huh. Why not live your life to the fullest and know how to say, fuck y'all motherfuckers. Amen. That's right. You know, Tico, I, I'm going to take it back on something you said about the country wisdom. I'll go back to my old man, uh, Mark Twain, he said, uh, it's better to keep your mouth closed and let people think you're a fool than to open it and remove all doubt. So, you know, I think that's uh, <laughs> some people that, that way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I'm going to flip the conversation. Even, We're gonna take... Go ahead. But even, but even if you keep your mouth closed, there's still going to be people hating on you. That's you right. You know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> uh-huh. You can't. <laughs> remember, the hate remember, uh, stop. Michael Jackson, remember Michael Jackson and the Wiz. He said, "You can't win <laughs> no matter what you do. You can't win, <laughs> right? You can't. So, you can't never so, win. The goal is, so the goal is stop trying to please everybody else, but please Thank yourself. You. Because if you Thank please you. yourself, you please your family and your loved ones. So, and you, you yep. move away from everybody else, man. Everybody who's hating on you." And I've had some bad stuff written about me. And I'm sure there's mm-hmm. going to be more bad stuff written about me. I wrote a book. And I, yep. there are certain chapters in this book. I know people are beaten. Boy, they, I know they hate me. But I'm okay with that. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm a grown man. Yeah. I got that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yep. Yep. You got to get up every morning and be a success and uh, give your haters something to hate you for, you know? <laughs> Man. What it comes down to, yeah. I'm gonna flip. But you know what? Hey, Will. You know what, Will? Yeah. I, you know, I haven't followed ESPN and all of them that closely this Super Bowl. But when you think about the two topics that have been the focal point, neither one of them yeah. have anything to do with this game. The one is the Deflate Gate, and the other is Marshawn Lynch, uh, yeah. not giving them what they want. We ain't heard nothing because 
basically, it's nothing to say. You know, Marshawn said, he, he told Dion last year when he gave Dion a little a couple of minutes, he said, talking ain't never won me nothing. Hmm. I let my I let my game do my talking for me. No one's talking yeah. about the, the, the bad defense. They're not even talking about Richard Sherman much. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not even talking about the fact that Darrell Revis and Richard Sherman are finally gonna be on the big stage together because of you know, right. that, that was a controversy of who was the best cornerback. We're not talking about that. Well Sherman yeah. may not be in the game in the though. Room. His child is about to be born, and he said he may not be at the game. We're going to touch There's on that. There's a chance that Sherman's not going to. No, yeah, no, okay. no, Sherman, Sherman's going to play. Sherman, he's going to play. He's going to be there. I want to take a quick break, about a minute break, and we'll come back. We're going to delve deep into the game. And all that fun stuff. So just hang tight, folks, and just play a little music here. Take about a minute break, grab some tea, and be right back. All right, everybody, I'm back. All right, so we were, we were talking about, uh, yeah, Richard Sherman is definitely going to be in the game. I definitely think he's going to be in the game. Yeah, man, like, I'm about 99% sure that Richard Sherman is going to play. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. He, he's a competitor, man. There's, there's no way he wouldn't be there. His well, wife, I just saw a couple of blogs that I saw about his girlfriend is giving a supposed to give birth, and he said he's going to be there for that if she does it on the game day. So hopefully she won't, but 
that was something oh, that you may have to attend. <sighs> yeah, That's as long as it's pinch. not between three thirty and six thirty. They moved his uh, they moved the girlfriend to uh, Phoenix. Right. <laughs> but uh, he said he said hopefully they'll have the baby after the Super Bowl. Right. But um I don't think anybody will be uh, upset if he's on the football field while she's giving birth. I think he made a but, joke uh, about uh, the baby is well trained. He knows to be born after the game. <laughs> yeah. Disciplined kid, yeah. huh? <laughs> oh wow! All right. So I want to move on to. Uh, I had another hypothetical acting uh, question thought there. Uh, so who you guys think would play? Be, play a good Belichick. What actor I think would you think would play a good Bill Belichick? Wow. Hmm. Got to go to my Caucasian actors here. <laughs> Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom uh, Hanks. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. No. No. I think Tom Hanks pull it off. I'm thinking about uh, maybe Kevin Spacey. He's very Machiavellian and uh, Kevin Costner. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a few uh, there's a few older white actors who I think have pulled Bill Belichick off. Okay. Yeah. yeah. See, I like I like casting people that almost look like the person. You know, yeah, I, I like like when they try to cast uh, Zoe Saldano as as uh, what's her name? Um, Nina Simone. Uh, what's, what's, Nina Simone. I'm like, really? Oh my god! Really? That's oh. like like making Sammy Davis Jr. Martin Luther King or something. I mean, come on. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need we need a, we need like some like a a, 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 a Jack Nicholson type. Uh, um, uh, 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 what's the guy who played in China? Uh, not Chinatown. Uh, oh man. Uh, oh God, what's his name? Was uh, this from the seventies or what? Yeah, uh, from the seventies. Oh, uh, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gene Hackman. Or get or get some get some new guy a break that we haven't seen, you know. Some, yeah, uh, I'm always that much. I, I get man. tired. Of, I get tired <laughs> of the recycle people over and over. I guess I'm I'm jealous because I don't get that many roles. But um, you know, is Taraji P Henson the only black actress we got now? You know, and yeah. I hate on my part. Viola Davis. Uh. It's like, does she get every role? I'm out there. Hollywood is a lot of us. So, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, they get, Hollywood is they, clicking. They, 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 they got to get, get their money. Group and they, right, they get their exactly. group that they use for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. Exactly. And it's hard exactly. to get in. Yep. Hmm. But, uh. I mean, like, is Gabrielle Union the only person out there? No. Is Kerry Washington the only person out there? No. Right. You know, yeah. It's these same people that keep getting chose. Chosen repeatedly, so yeah, yeah. it is what it is. I'm happy for them. They they're all talented people. Right, right. For sure, really for sure. Put the, really the box off correct spin on it real quick. Yeah, man. You know, it's all about the it's numbers. Funny, it's who was the guy that played uh, Martin Luther King in Selma? David Oyelowo. David Oyelowo. His last name gets me so. It was a great, it was a great performance. I heard that. Yeah. 
For sure, man. I didn't, I didn't see it's it a yet. it's an interview out there that he did that is amazing. Wow. Hmm. That guy's good. It's real good. I like I was quite glad they got a Indies, new face. Bro. I know he hasn't been he's not a newcomer, but I don't think, but Yeah. Uh it's good to see some yeah. fresh faces. For sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, he was saying yeah. in um, his interview, that movie took like six years to do. Mm. It took that long for it to get off the ground. Wow. It's it's study and perseverance, you know. You just got to keep plugging away at those things when it's a important film like yeah. that, that stick by its principles. Because I heard the powers yeah. that be yep. had a certain way they wanted it to be, you know, to have, uh, let's say, you know, like kind of like the White Hope kind of storyline you've seen before when I heard they really, they really stuck to the director stuck to her guns, you know, and I think that was part of the reason why it took so long to get for it to get made. Now I'll tell you who I, I got two people to play like Marshawn Lynch. I got two people to play Marshawn Lynch. One who? is LL Cool J, and the second is <laughs> D'Angelo. Have you ever seen D'Angelo do an interview? <laughs> I was just like Marshawn. But a hard, he's like a Harvard version of the end of uh, Marshawn. Uh, <laughs> I think that would work. I think that would work. Oh wow! <laughs> so we're getting to uh, Darrell Revis and uh, Richard Sherman. I'm looking at their stats here. See, Revis came in in '07. Now he was a first rounder. Sherman's a fifth rounder. Came in 2011. Now, Revis has eight seasons. Richard's got four seasons. Now, look at this. All pro. Richard has three. Now, uh, Revis only has four. And then you look at tackles. Now, of course, Revis has been playing twice as long. He's got 415 tackles to uh, Richard's 238. So, I'm looking at these guys. I mean, it's like they're two Hall of Famers. But, I don't know, my gut is telling me just for pure just like attitude and swagger and just like the Muhammad Ali of of, of defense, man. I'm, I'm I like re, I like uh Sherman. I think Sherman is like I think he's the best in the game right now. I I think it's uh I think Sherman's got more interceptions too, right? Yeah, he's got uh God, what's his career stats? I gotta look that up. But, uh, yeah, I think he's got more. I think especially uh, not just him, but the entire Seattle defense is like, I think they're like one of the top as far as uh, takeaways. The takeaways are just insane, absolutely insane. I I think sometimes um, we have to look at the fact Revis has been hurt a lot in the last few years, and he's just getting his mojo back. Um, the thing I like about Bill Belichick is he takes people who have been thrown away by other people or, uh, you know, like Blunt, the Garrett Blunt, you know, and Revis. How do you let Revis get out of your out of your house, you know? Right. Um, it's the same way with the Buffalo Bills, letting Marshawn Lynch go because they thought he was a troublemaker or whatever. Um, and uh, Pete Carroll is somebody who knows how to, take brothers from the inner city or, or take, he can work with all different types of people. Right. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 
they have two different styles. Uh, now, Carol is more like he'll have music in the in the locker room. He's very laid back. He's kind of like the Zen coach. Uh, yeah. Mr. Ben Chicago. Yeah. Um, um, Phil God, Jackson. I'm yeah, it's like Phil Jackson type. He's like a Zen coach from the West Coast. Coast. But then, you know, Belichick is more, God, he's just very Spartan, very quiet. So it's like, you know, I think if I'm if I'm playing, I'm thinking, I think I'd rather play for uh, for Carol. Carol, how about you guys? What do you think? Which 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 one would you rather play for? I mean, because I I don't know either one of them. I'm just going by media. It's a little sound bite yeah. from both of them. I, I do like yeah. Pete Carroll too, but um, I mean, Belichick is uh, or Belichick. A funny name, Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's a winner, man. He knows how to put a winning product out there, boy. I tell you, he's doing something right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, uh, people seem to have a lot of respect for him. He's not a. He's one of those non. Got that no nonsense face. Yeah, but uh, he did, he did, yeah, and if you don't if you don't pan out, he'll run you out of there. Look at the was it Chad Okosinko and but now who was that uh, that meathead who used to play for the Skins? Uh, God, you know what I'm talking about, the defensive lineman. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He that guy rid of him. Uh, Painsworth, Painsworth didn't work out. Painsworth, He'll give you another chance, but if you don't work out, you, you you're gonna be on the street. Yeah, he's got an interesting philosophy because you never thought that he would have let Wes, Wes, uh, Wes Welker leave so quickly or Randy Moss, but um, I don't think they like to pay people that much money other than Tom yeah. Brady. And they don't have to. Right. And even Brady Anybody would want to play cut. for him. Yeah, Brady took a pay cut too, you know, so they, they had kind of a no-star system and they – a lot of your dynasties throughout history, I think that they were good at getting rid of people before they got old collectively. And the, if you look at the New England, they have been they 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 guess correctly when they cut people. You got to cut a player when he's not productive anymore. You got to cut him right they, at the right that, time. They got that from Bill Walsh, right? With yeah, San Francisco Forty Niners, but it kind of blew up in his face at one point, but. Why why do you think we like football so much? I mean, what what is it about football? Because brothers don't play baseball like they used to. Right. When I grew up in the '60s and '70s, baseball was was hot. And yeah. Just kind of. Well, why do you Why do you think we like football so much? I think it's marketing. It's marketing, and they just, they just do a better job of uh, you know NFL films and make it so dramatic. Uh, baseball is a slower paced game, I think, and I think a lot of your foreigners have uh, really uh, taken over a lot of baseball. Uh, you know, Dominicans and Cubans, and yeah, I think it's just uh, I don't know. It's just over over time, and then you know, the sixties that was not. It was only like twenty, thirty years removed from Jackie Robinson, so it's like I think since then, I think it's just. Uh, I don't know, is this better marketing, more hype, uh, easier to package? 
it's a visually exciting game, football. It's very, very, it just lends itself to TV. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to excuse myself from the conversation because I have to uh, go on set in the morning and Oh, before you go, I'll plug all your couple of your projects and, uh, you know, tell us uh, about the Jace perspective. When is the next time we're going to see that? And uh, tell us it what you're doing. On. Okay. Um, well, the Jace perspective, of course, is in season two. You can see it on YouTube. Um, we will be releasing the new episode. It comes out every Wednesday. Uh, latest Thursday morning, uh, depending on how long it takes Chris to edit it. And then um, right now I'm currently working on a web series called The Commuter Chronicles. Brainstream Media um, is, uh, is is in charge of that, and I'm playing a character called Vanessa. And that should be coming out. Um, yeah, that should be coming out spring. Springish, yeah. So. Okay, that's good. Oh, and whatever happened to your uh, what you're playing an assassin? Oh, uh, that is a uh, got put on the back burner. Still waiting to hear from Rich Johnson. I think he has some things going on, so that's pretty much just kind of put. You know, it's still supposed to be done, but we just haven't had any real. Um, he had to kind of put that on hold for a moment. Oh, okay. But there, uh, yeah, but oh, oh, but um, I, uh, I'm sorry, the gentleman who. Produces uh, the Just Perspective. Chris Farrell. He has a um, web series coming out that both me and Dominique Spencer are part of. It's called Never Say I Do. <laughs> and oh, okay. I play a. <laughs> Don't play give a it away. Well, I'm not giving it away. I'm saying I play a, a character, a bearded lady, and uh, it's a comedy. And uh, I would never give it away, Dom. Come on now. But you know, you know it's called Never Say I Do, and it's supposed to be coming out uh, when, Dom? I think. Like spring? I'm yeah. not sure. I would yeah. like Chris to say about spring. Spring, yeah, spring 2015. I'm not, so. I'm not too sure. Yeah, but it's a comedy. It has some great moments in it, and you know, so it should be fun. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, how how can fans uh, keep up with you? Um, I am on uh, Twitter at DJ Sicole. I'm on Facebook, J Sicole. Um, and that's pretty much. You know, I'm on IG, but it's just you know random pictures. It's not really about anything I'm doing. So just Instagram, I mean, I'm sorry, Twitter and Facebook are the best ways to keep up with it. All right. Okay, mm-hmm. hey, well, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, you no had, you had a great Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And I have fun with you guys. Oh, Take care. Take care. All right, so everybody have a good night. You okay. too. Have a okay, okay, bye-bye. Okay. All right. Okay, so uh, I wanted to dig a little bit more into the game, into more uh, into the strategy. Uh, so this is guy Gronkowski, and uh, some say he's probably one of the better, better tight ends in the in the game. So uh, how can Seattle stop him? Cam Chancellor, baby. <laughs> Cam Chancellor. Two words. Yeah, yeah. I think Seattle is they're built they're built to be able to stop them. I mean that they have the the talent and the and what it takes. You know they got the speed. And as we saw last year, I mean that was one of the greatest 
defensive performances I've, I've ever seen. Now, uh, is it just yeah. who, who's on the line now? Well, we uh, still got, uh, yeah. We still Did everybody go to sleep or is it just me and you, Will? <laughs> I'm still here. <laughs> I'm not man, I'm still here, man. Just taking it in. Yeah, yeah but I mean, I, I mean, I, I, can, I, you know, anybody? Hello. Yeah, we're all here. We're all here. We're all okay. here. Okay. All right, all right. We good. We good, man. We good. Right. I, I think, I think, you know, um, I tell you the truth. I tell you what's gonna happen. I know exactly what's gonna happen in this game. There's gonna be some offensive plays, and then there's gonna be some defensive plays. Then somebody's gonna get the ball back, and they're gonna do some more offensive plays, and then somebody's gonna score then somebody else might score. And then at the end of the 60 minutes, one team is going to have more points than the other. I guarantee you. This, this, this dude is clever. He's clever. <laughs> Man, you know, Tico, I guarantee it. All. And somebody's going to win. <laughs> you know, not only that, but I predicted that after the game there will be uh, a lot of cliches, Spoken and uh, uh, there'll be somebody be going to Disneyland when it's all over. I predict that. <laughs> also predict. I predict a lot of bad commercials. I, I, I okay. Let, here's here's one of the, those cliches. We got a lot of character guys in this locker room. <laughs> <laughs> we just stuck oh, together wow. and we knew we could pull this thing out. That's a good team over there in the other locker room, and we take our hats off to them. But we got the greatest fans in the world. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. told me New England is the greatest fans, or the 12s are the greatest fans. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, I, I, I tell you what, man. Go Raiders. We'll see you next season. <laughs> oh, man. I hear you, man. That's that's well, well, They got Jack Del Rio, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Mm. Yeah, Kevin. I was going to ask you. Um, in, your humble, in your humble, in your humble, I said, go Ravens. Um, Kevin, in your in your opinion, <laughs> go Baltimore, man. I tell you. Um, <laughs> sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not? So, what what would be your comparison? Go Jim you think? Far away. Yeah. <laughs> Comparing the uh, preparation for, uh, I guess, performing and then being an athlete, what do you see any similarities there? I mean, what's some of the the things that you see as far as similarities? Yeah. Well, it, it, everything is mental. Uh-huh. It, it, it starts with your mind. And in your mind, you know personally within yourself what you have to do. So as, mm-hmm. as an actor, I know what I have to do. As an athlete, um, they know personally within themselves what they have to do to get to be prepared for the big stage. So mm-hmm. everything starts in, in, in the mind. Uh, and if you are not uh, mentally ready for this game then, or, or to step onto that, that stage, then don't bother because the cr- mm-hmm. the crowd will you. They will get your ass out of here. And, and then the mm-hmm. thing is, 
when you are when you're on stage or when you're on that field, you know when you are doing your best. When you're in front of that camera, you know when you're doing your best. You know, you can't you can't bullshit people. They know. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. You it, it starts, you know, in in your mind. Yeah. Well, just to piggyback on what Kev was saying, as far as similarities go, man, there's plenty of them. As far as when when they study film, study our script. When That's we right. when we I guess when they have team meetings, you can I guess you could put that on the same bar as a table read or rehearsals. That's, That's right. Too. Um, they have an organization. We have a production team. They have deadlines that they have to meet. They have schedules. We have schedules. It's. I think that's what. Well, I know that's how I look at acting. I. I put on the same lines as as basketball because I really enjoy the game of basketball. So there's definitely a lot of similarities. There's. Even more than preparation as far as staffing, but I, I would say that a lot of preparation goes when the, when the athletes, when they study film, that's when an actor is really just going over their script, um, analyzing character relationships or um, physicality, um, visual aspects of the it's, game. It's all of that. Yep. It's all of that. That's just for if somebody wanted that actual on-the-plate relation, just delving deeper into the mental, just really just learning and, that out. But, yeah, it's all and, there. It's all there. Also, Dom, you know, um, let's be clear. Everything is not be is not for everybody. You know what I mean? That um, is true. That is true. You know what I mean? To be an actor, actors make it look easy. We go to the theater. We go to the, the – turn on our TVs and, and watch the movies – and actors make that stuff look easy. The way that athletes mm-hmm. make it easy. Everything is easy, not for yep. everybody. Know, know your arena. Know what you're supposed to be doing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Know your limitations. That's right. Don't try to stretch you it. Got, Don't try to bullshit yeah, you people. Got, you got yeah. role players and you got um, superstars in both arenas. Yep. You sure. got players... Yep. Nobody's asking that that uh, you know that guy who's on the punt team for Seattle, who's you know he plays on the, all the specialty teams, number fifty something, and nobody knows his name. Nobody's asking him to come to the podium. The only reason they want Marshawn mm-hmm. is because he's a superstar. Mm-hmm. You know, you got role players. Nobody wants to really talk to the role players too much, but they're important. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, all right. So uh, we're kind of getting down to the end here. I think we've uh, we beat the Super Bowl to death. So what I want to do, I want to uh, ask you guys, uh, you know, talk about what you got coming up, uh, how fans can keep in touch with you, and also end with a, a score, a prediction for Sunday's game. So, uh, Dom, we'll start with you. I <laughs> I have as far as projects coming up, we have Broken Angels, which is a film that I shot in LA, which should be having its premiere in the forthcoming months. We also have the web series 
Oh, Broken Angels was directed by a good friend of mine, a very talented filmmaker, Alan Camp. We also have the web series that Jace um, pointed on, Never Say I Do. I'll be leading that, which was written, directed, and produced by Chris Burrell. That should be airing. I do I do want to say spring, but I'm not sure. And two films. We have a short film called The Infinitely Generous Francis Victus, which is directed and produced by Barry Worthington and an award-winning filmmaker. That should be out, I would like to say, summer-ish. And my last production that I like to um, spot on is called Speak It Real, which is a family drama that a lot of people I feel can relate to, which was directed by Carl Taze Ransom. And if you really wanted to check me out on something now, I do have a couple shorts out there, some funny comedic segments, and that can be found on YouTube. The comedy segments are, you would search Swagless in the City, and also you can find footage of my work on my blog, which I do have to update, and I will be getting on that this weekend, at actordas.wordpress.com. Also, you can... Find me on Facebook daily. Just search Dominique Antonio Spencer. I also have an acting page. I'm trying to use it more just because it's easier to keep up versus a blog because those those things could be kind of hefty. And you would just search Dominique Antonio Spencer for that as well. And Twitter and Instagram, my handles are at underscore Holly Blackwood. And I'm one of those heavily. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's all I got. The, the Red Effect, too. We were both in the Red Effect. I think this should be coming out yeah, this summer. Yeah, that's our second film together. Yeah. I, I believe we should. Um, I was wrapped really early. So, yeah, that should be coming out pretty soon. Yeah. For sure, yeah, for sure. But um, uh, but as far as the movie? score for the game. Yeah. Well, uh, wait, what'd you say, I don't care? You're such a movie star. <laughs> and not even. I'm just trying to be like you. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm really just trying to be like you, Kev. I, I, I'm not not necessarily be like you, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, Kev's a movie. Star, man. I'm just, I'm just trying to, get I'm just trying to eat at the table, man. That's all I want to do. I just want to eat at the table. But um, but no, man, when it comes to scores, man, in basketball, you like that one, right? If it was basketball, maybe I could give you a more like approximate number. But football, uh, well, I know Seattle's got a good defense, so Patriots should be low. I give Tom Brady. I give him uh, what twenty three? Is that a good football number? Twenty four. I'll give him twenty four. I say twenty four to thirty two. Seattle. All right. Thirty four. Thirty four. Thirty four. Thirty four. Thank you so much for having me on, Will. Okay, man. Have a great night. Good night, fellas. Good night, man. Good night, man. Good to meet you. No doubt, no doubt. My pleasure. All right, Kevin. So uh, how about your projects, Kevin? You know you got the Night Watchmen, and what else? Um, I just actually finished uh, shooting Concussion a couple of weeks ago with uh, Will Smith, director Peter Landisman. Um, Shot that a couple weeks ago. Um, Just a great day on that set, shooting opposite Will Smith and exchanging dialogue with him. It was great. Project that I'm working on now. We start shooting this coming Monday, um, the Night Watchman, 
which is um, directed by what is his name? Uh, Mitchell Altieri. Mitchell Altieri. He's a big Hollywood uh, director who is out here now. And I saw shooting that. It's coming Monday for four weeks out in Annapolis. I'm excited about that. Other than that, um, that's all I'm working. Oh, um, my book is going to audio uh, this spring. So I'll be in the studio in April recording that. Um, boom, what else? Okay, the score of the game. I got Seahawks 24, Patriots 17, Raiders 24 and a half. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> okay, Kevin, man, it's great to have you come on tonight, man. Well, thanks for coming on again, man. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you having me. Okay. All right. Well, have a good night. I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen to this other brother right now. Let's see what he got. Yeah, okay. All right. Kiko. Hey man, I got. I, I better come back to Maryland. You guys are, are, are turning it out, man. Uh, yeah. Ella, turning it out. Congratulations, man. Um, yep. I got a film that's coming out in uh, the Hollywood, uh, the Pan African Film Festival called Forgiveness. That'll be out uh, this month of February. And like I said, right now on the Hallmark Channel, we got a film called Perfect on Paper. And uh, basically. You know, if you can't find me, uh, somewhere, everywhere, uh, there's a movie called The Five Heartbeats that's still in rotation. And if you haven't yeah. ever seen it, um, it's it's, uh, it's our 24th anniversary this year. Um, and uh, I play a character called Choir Boy. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I know who you are, yeah. Tico Wells, I know. So uh, I've, I've thanks a lot. A million times, hey. man. <laughs> It keeps on ticking, you know. I'm I'm so thankful. Um, William, thanks for having me on again. And uh, I really I really don't make too many predictions. I don't even know how to how to make those those score predictions like that. But um, I'm 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 rooting for the Seahawks. I love I love that whole team. And uh, but whichever way it goes, I'm gonna have a good time. And uh, hopefully I'll be rooting for my Redskins next year. I hope we can get it together. And I'm hoping RG3 is still around, and, and I wish him all the success in the world. But uh, peace and blessings. Uh, I'm always at TicoWellsBlog.com. But um, like the other guy said, it's, it's, it's <laughs> it takes a lot to keep coming back to the blogs, man, and writing something that makes sense. Um, but uh, thanks for having me, and uh, everybody have a good night. Hey, hey, guys, have, have, a good time, time, man. have a good night, man. Thanks. Right. Okay. So I'll make my prediction right quick. Uh, I'm going to say the Seahawks will win the ball game 38-35. It'll be very close. It'll be the end of one dynasty and the beginning of another. That's what I predict. All right. So let me leave you with this quote from Rodney Dangerfield. Acting deals with very delicate emotions. It is not putting up a mask. Each time an actor acts, he does not hide. He exposes himself. Good night.